should have the ability to open up, I'll put it that way. What, what happened to it? <laughs> this is good. It's not here. Ah, there it is. Okay, today is uh, also mission funds. So I want to share a few things. You know, we, we, we do the one in the Philippines, the orphanages, and you know the, the great things they are doing there. I just want to share two different ones that we, we support. This is the Vita Ministries. They are located in Panama. And uh, this is a, about a lady that was uh, changing a light bulb in the house and she fell off the chair or the stool or the ladder and she fell on the right shoulder and she couldn't move her. To find out they took x-rays, she had a broken arm, broken collarbone and so forth. And you know, you can't, they took, they knew that because they took uh, x-rays of it. So um, she was sent home and when she got sent home, she just started and this is down in Panama. These are the indigenous people that they're working with. She just started claiming, by Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. Okay? Um, they also, uh, okay, they said she also injured her back bone really bad. Uh, decided to go to Panama. The x-ray report was not good. They confirmed the, what the doctor said. She had a broken collarbone and her shoulder and her upper right, uh, upper and elbow were also, and also injured her backbone. Uh, anyway, let's see. They thanked the doctor for, for the test and came back to the jungle. She spent most of the part of the next two months in bed in severe pain. In the midst of the pain, she kept quoting God's word and thanking him for her healing. She began to mend and was able to move her shoulder, which was distorted out of, and out of socket. Soon she was able to get up and move around. Day by day she could see improvements. When she finally got the victory, she went back to the doctor in Panama City. He took the test again and he said, I have just witnessed a miracle. He said he had honestly thought she might have never men and was able was men and be able to use her arm and shoulder. He said the x-ray showed she hadn't uh, she had not healed the bone but a brand new bone was in place. Amen. Amen. So, hey, Amen. speak for your, you know, it, it took her a couple of months there, so, you know, Amen. don't let your faith slide. Amen. Okay. This one is the other one that we support in uh, south of us. It's called Transformation. Greetings, uh, greetings and the happenings from the Oasis Center uh, from Belar, Mexico. 2016 was a wonderful year, and we're expecting 2017 be, to be greater. We are experiencing an abundant transfer, uh, transformation. Our outreach for the children continues to expand. About 16 years ago, we were directed by the Holy Spirit to focus our ministry strictly on the Malayan, Malayan uh, Indians and the Malayan jungle in southern Mexico. We began providing seminars at various uh, villages and for pastors. We, we began providing vacation Bible school for the children in the summer of 2003 and we brought and we thought we had accomplished great things by providing uh, uh, Bible schools uh, 
vacation Bible schools for 15 villages. You know, that was pretty good. Beginning with the 15th program in uh, 2003, it has expanded to almost 700 programs now. During 2016, we do not have the official average. Some of our programs have several hundred in attendance, some, as, uh, some small ones at 50. However, it appears here, this is for 2016, between 75,000 and 100,000 children were impacted. Your finances are doing something for these, these kids down there, okay? Um, in Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, Nicaragua. Okay, um, they're going to be going, again, 2017, they're bringing uh, uh, teachers and uh, Bible school uh, pastors also to their place there. Um, the theme this year uh, was the Great Exchange. Um, okay, here's a... One of the teachers shared an exciting testimony of God's uh, of goodness of God. Uh, one of our staff members was telephoning uh, past attendees, reminding them of, of the meetings of their at their place. A pastor answered his telephone and and advised him that uh, they were calling him to come to the uh, Oasis Center um, to remind him. He says, "What is the Oasis Center?" He was never contacted before. Somehow his phone number got into their uh, bank, uh, phone banks. Uh, no one knows how, how, how it got there. Uh, the pastor and his wife began weeping. They said the night before they were crying out for God for help. They wanted to reach the children but did not know how. The pastor and his wife attended our classes and were excited to receive our training. Uh, okay, then the, they, they did a great job there. Uh, the o Oasis Center, uh, they got some pictures of where they were staying. They finally have gotten something a little bit bigger for all the people to come in. So uh, we, these will be back there for you to, to relook at. So, you know, uh, your finances are going and touching people. So, you know, don't say, well, you know, I don't know. But it is. And just, just the amount of children these people touch, 75 to 100,000 children, oh, that is something else. Glory to God. Okay. Um, good morning <laughs> again and happy Resurrection Sunday. Did anybody get to hear President uh, Trump's uh, Speech. Okay, it's it's on YouTube or something. I don't know if it'll it'll go. Um, it was shocking. He, I mean, you know, for over eight years plus, we've never had anybody say anything. But if you get a chance, just listen to it, and uh, uh, it's a great message. It's about two minutes long, two and a half. Okay, she says she's going to find it. Okay, while well, she's finding it, let's go to the nugget. Nugget, the nugget is, love is the medicine. Love is the medicine. For the sickness of the world. Love is the medicine for the sickness of the world. Amen. That's a good... Uh, 
nugget this morning? Have you found it? <laughs> I'll give you two, uh, a couple more minutes or a few seconds. If you can't find it, we'll just let them, they'll have to pick it up on. Okay. I don't know how she's going to play it. Ready? So let's turn, turn with me to the book of Luke, chapter 24. And as you're turning there, Father, we praise you. Just give you thanks, Lord, that we celebrate, Father God, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ this day. We thank you, Lord, for the great blessing, Father God, and the opportunity, Father God, to become adopted into your family. In Jesus' name, amen. That's Luke chapter 24. Let's start beginning with verse 1 from the King James. Now upon the first day of the week, which is Sunday, very early in the morning they came unto the sepulcher, bring the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came up to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabouts, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid, they bowed down their faces to the earth. They said unto them, they said unto them Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. Amen. They remembered his words. Let's remember his words. Glory to God. This is the morning, resurrection morning, that the Christian church celebrates the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and the phrase, Lord Jesus, this is the first time it's used, and it, it's the, his the title, his title of, for resurrection, Lord Jesus, okay? And, and it occurs about 40 times in the epistles, if, you know, if you're, you'll run across that. So you'll, when you read that, you know so they're talking about his resurrection. This is good news, and it comes from the cemetery. <laughs> and the grave, glory to God. Uh, the cemetery and the grave is a, a symbol of man's final defeat. I mean, you know, after that, you're, after we're planted, you know, they say that's it. So, but uh, glory to God, it's not it. It's just the beginning for uh, a believer. A believer, it's uh, life forever after. For the non-believer, it's hell. I just put it right where it's at. Uh, today, many people just think of this as just another day or a chance to get off. It's another, you know, gives us another day from uh, off from school or from businesses, you know. And uh, it's become a, come to be known about bunnies, you know. Uh, chocolates, everybody's getting chocolates and all that type of stuff. Colored eggs, but these don't tell the real story. Quote, they say Easter, it's not really Easter, it's Resurrection Sunday. Uh, confusion is, uh, and, and deception has entered in with Easter, because when you use Easter, you can bring in the bunnies and all that, but when you say Resurrection Sunday, you're, you're looking at the reason for it, 
Okay. Amen. So, um, I want us to back up to the book, not back up, let's go forward. Forward to the book of John, chapter 11 at this time. That's John, chapter 11. In John, chapter 11, Lazarus has passed away. And that's John chapter 11, looking at verse, well, let's go to verse 2, well, let's go to verse 21. Then Martha said unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. But I know that, that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus said unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Now note what Jesus says. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me, in me, though he were dead, yet he shall live. And whosoever shall liveth and believeth in me shall never die, believeth thou this. Glory to God. So Jesus was already saying he was the resurrection and the life. There's something to be had here that uh, he knew what was going to take place. Glory. So let's now turn further into the, in, deeper into the uh, New Testament. Find the book of Acts chapter 2 this time. That's Acts chapter 2. Let's see. Uh, let's go to verse 20. Start with verse 29. Men and brethren, let me speak freely unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us, with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with him an oath to him, that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would, he would raise up Christ to sit on the throne. Verse 31. He seeing this before he spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither the flesh did see corruption. This Jesus God has raised up, wherefore we are all witnesses. Glory to God, hallelujah. So we see here, the resurrection was spoken of before it happened. Well, Jesus spoke of it. Now we're seeing David kind of spoke of it. So that's where we want to head for. Um, oh, that's on the second page. I can't go there. I'm, I'm jumping ahead of myself. <laughs> okay. Let's go to, since we're in the New Testament, let's go to the book of Hebrew, Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. 
Okay. Hebrews chapter 6, looking at verse 19. Which hope we have as an anchor of, of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters into that veil, within the veil. Um, whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Glory to God. Hope is an anchor. So we, resurrection gives us hope. Should give us hope. Amen. Hope that, it, that, that God offers something to build upon. This hope is the resurrection. It's built upon. It gives us an anchor. It gives us, as we receive what Jesus get, has given us, we, don't, we should not be able to drift. We should be anchored into this resurrection as we understand it or bring, give an understanding. The good news of the gospel that Jesus is raised from the dead is the anchor that holds a Christian to his faith or should be. This gives you living hope. It says hope. Okay, let, now let's go to... First Peter, since we're in this neighborhood, we'll go to First Peter chapter one. And First Peter chapter one, looking at verse three, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope. By the resurrection, there's that lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Amen. Glory to God. Alive. Hope. This hope expands for a lifetime. It doesn't stop. You have this hope of a resurrection. Amen. Without the resurrection, there would be no um, restoration for us. Okay. Uh, let's back up to 1 Corinthians now. You know, I like to jump all over the Bible. So 1 Corinthians chapter 15. First Corinthians chapter 15. Look what Paul says. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 17. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, and ye are yet in your sins. So Paul says, if Jesus wasn't raised, if, hey, we're just like anybody else, lost. But glory to God, the truth is he is raised from the dead. Glory to God. Resurrection Sunday. There is rejoicing. Amen. Glory to God. Whatever, whatever you place your hope in this morning uh, cannot compare to the hope that Jesus brings through his resurrection. I mean, you can hope for this and that, but the hope of the resurrection, knowing that Jesus passed, passed away and was resurrected, and he said, we will have the same inheritance. Wow. Heaven's ours. We have the inheritance, glory to God. It's not a temporary hope, but an eternal hope. Something we can stand on. It's validated. Not only through the, through the word of God, but you have, uh, there's 
two people. I should have wrote their names down. One was Josephus, who was a uh, Jewish uh, historian, and there was also a Roman historian. They both said that Jesus rose from the dead. They didn't know how, but they said it, it's factual. He rose from the dead. So, you know, and, you know, those, those that are trying to say it, you know, they didn't know what they're talking about, yeah, are wrong. Uh, their belief in whatever, I'm not going to go there, it has no, no facts to it, no, no truth to it. God's word is truth. And we can hold on to the promises. Jesus said, if you believe, we read it in John there, if you believe on me, you'll have life. And life more abundantly. What's the life that he gives? John 10. More abundantly. We can have abundant life here on earth because of the, of the atonement that he gave, gave to us through his blood, through his body. The healing Healing nature that comes upon us through the anointing of the Holy Spirit, taking all sickness and disease away. Glory to God. Well, just like we just read that lady with a broken arm, shoulder, collarbone, it wasn't repaired, it was replaced. Right. Hey, some of us need to call on some replacements. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to, you know. Right. <laughs> you know something wears out. You know, something wears out in your car. You, what do you do to it? You fix it, well, you say, we say we fix it, but we replace it normally. Nowadays, you know, something, oh, you need to replace that. They don't not fix it, you know, you bang it out, just put a new part in there. We need, we could do that. Yeah. God says he has a storehouse up there, and we haven't even called upon, open up the storehouse. Just fix it, Lord. No, replace it, Lord. Replace it. I need a replacement. I need a good one. I'm going Hey. Think about Moses. I mean, some of us are wearing these things. It says, his eyes were not dim. Neither Amen. was his natural forces abated. In other words, he had strength just like he was 40 years old or thereabouts. Same thing as uh, what did uh, Caleb say? Joshua and Caleb. You know, Here I'm 80, but I feel like I'm 40. I'm, you know, I can do the same thing. Why? It can be done, but it, what has to happen? What has to happen? The mind has to be renewed to God's word to receive. You know, we've got to begin to meditate on God's word, not saying, oh, this is going to happen this way. Well, if I go to this doctor, it's going to be fixed. No, it's not that. God may not use that doctor. He might want to do something else, like this lady. You know I mean? Down there, these indigenous people, you know, there's, like you go to Africa, they say, you know, come up here and get healed. And people come up here. Why? Because they believe. Right. Here we got to have, <laughs> we got a list of things we got to do. Well, you got to take this, you got to do that. You gotta... And with the people there, you know, they believe because of the resurrection Christ. Amen. Because there's power Amen. in the blood. Amen. Glory to God. I don't know we're going all over the place this morning. Okay, in Ephesians, okay, so, uh, what were we at? 17. And if Christ, verse 17, uh, 
First Timothy, uh, First Timothy, First Corinthians, fifteen seventeen. Again, we're looking at. It. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain, and you're, you are yet in sin. Glory to God, He is raised, and we're no longer sinful. If we're born again, we don't have sin. You don't have. We can knock that stuff out. We can tell it. Sin. Romans six, four six. I think it is or six. I can't remember. It says sin shall not have dominion over us. I mean, sin is, sin shall not have dominion over us. That means sin is there, but it doesn't have, you don't have to yield to it. We don't have to yield to it. We've been made more than conquerors. We have to wake up to, to what the word tells us. Jesus, when he came to earth, didn't come, as, didn't come here as God, but he came here as a man. And he had to use the anointing of the Holy Spirit to do the things that, that he did. He didn't do anything, no miracles, until he was anointed by the Holy Spirit after he was baptized by John. Think about it. He did it by a man, through a man, and because he renewed his mind, he had his mind not not renewed, but he took took what the word says. Uh, unfortunately, we have to renew our mind because we got all this other trash in there. Um, computer talk, garbage in, garbage out. So we need to remove the garbage and put the good stuff in. Okay, oh, glory to God. Ephesians chapter two. Looking at Ephesians chapter 2. A lot of people are in this boat. Ephesians chapter 2, looking at verse 12. At that time ye were, out, were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenant of the promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. We had no hope. Until Jesus died and was resurrected, we had no hope. But now we have hope. Hope is built on the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Think about it. The hope. We don't have to have hope anymore. Have hope anymore. It's established. It's a foundation. It's a foundation that we stand upon. It's a foundation that this whole Bible is based upon. It all, the Old Testament pointed to Jesus taking the sins and sickness. And it had to be done. And he, had, he took the, sick, uh, the pain, the sickness, and the disease, and the sin from us. It wasn't just, you know, well, I'll take this and you can keep that. I'll let you have that because you need it. You need that cold. You need that sickness to make you call, come back. No, he says, I'll, I'll remove it all. Amen. Thank God. And he just got, you know, you know this is it's difficult for each and every one of us at times. But he says, if we'll renew our mind to it, things will change. Amen. Know that the resurrection has accomplished it for us. Jesus right. being raised from the dead. Amen. 
So, because of that, we, go, we could go back to 1 Peter again. Going back to 1 Peter, James. Let's read verse 3 again. It's 1 Peter 1, 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto the lively hope by the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. Verse 4, to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. It's ours. The inheritance is ours. Everything that Jesus gave us is available to us. It's not just in the future, but it's now. By his stripes you are healed. You know, there's no healing in heaven. There's no sickness in heaven. There's no accidents in heaven. So that healing has to take place where? Here on earth. Amen. Oh, I got a cold in heaven. You see the angels coming up here? I got a cold. <laughs> no. It's down here that we need that Amen. anointing upon us. To walk free. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Inheritance that can never perish. It can't spoil. It can't fade away. All these promises and blessings are ours now. Let's go to the book of Titus. That T section of your Bible. It's right before that big book of Philemon. That's Titus chapter 3. Look at verse 7. Being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Oh, glory to God. Let's look at it in the through the Amplified. And he did it in order that we might be justified by his grace, by his favor, holy, undeserved, that we might be acknowledged and counted as conformed to the divine will, purpose, thought, and action, that we might become heirs of eternal life according to our hope. That hope! Yes. We need to hope. Put that hope out there. Lord, this is, this is the resurrection took place. Hope, the word hope means to... Oh, I should have wrote that down also. Sorry. Maybe I got the second page. I didn't put it on the second page. Sorry. I'm running through a lot of things in my mind. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Eternal hope. Colossians 1, the book of Colossians. Let's back up a little bit right back there. Colossians chapter 1. Look at verse 27. Colossians 1, 27. 
to whom God would make known what is the riches of his glory, of his mystery among the Gentiles. Hello out there. Anybody Jewish out there? Okay, so we're all Gentiles, okay. Mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Oh, it's the hope of glory. All the wonderful things that, that transcend from the Lord Jesus Christ. It's our hope. It's our glory. Amen. Amen. So where are you placing your hope this morning? Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Are you ready? You better highlight this one in your Bible. Romans 15. Looking at verse 13. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. From the Amplified, may the God of your hope so fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the experience of your faith that by the power of the Holy Ghost you may abound and be overflowing, bubbling over with hope. Well, what are you hoping for? What promises have you picked up? Out of God's word. Are you standing on those promises? This is the hope that he's given us. It says. It's a, hope is a confidence in God's word. Oh glory to God. We need to come alive. I need some rocks out there. I need some stones out there today. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right, there we go. Don't. That's what they be saying. He came walking and leaping and praising God. He didn't, he didn't want a rock saying anything for him. Some of us are too hooked up on rocks. Let the rock star say it for me, huh? No. I have never seen a rock with a mouth. <laughs> I'm going to get myself in deep trouble. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Let the redeem. I think we're going to just have to. Let the redeem. Let them shout for. Okay.
You know who has the, the hand over your mouth? That worm that's supposed to be below your feet is up here. Hey. You've been deceived. The church has been deceived. What do you think that lady said when she went back there and got, her, got the x-ray of her, her arm? And they said it was, you know, that's not, that's not repaired, that's new. What did she just say? Eh. She, what do you think she did? She became a witness. What about that, that lame person in front of the ch church or the uh, back in Jesus' day? Came walking with uh, Peter and John walking in with doing what? You think it, he. You think everybody turned around and say, That's what they said about Jesus when he came in. When the people were actually saying, Hosanna, Hosanna unto the Lord. They didn't want to. The religious folks said, shh. See no evil. Hear no evil. Speak no evil. We're seeing it. We're hearing it. And oftentimes we speak it because we're not renewed to God's word. Right. You know, can I share something? Go for it. Lot was vexed because of where he lived. There you go. Lot was vexed. Are vexed because of what's going on, and we need the way out of this is through praise and the word and prayer. Amen. People don't realize how vexed they are. Our country. Our country. It was established on godly principles because the Constitution was based on a lot of things of God's word. And they want, they want to take away, they have taken away prayer from our children. How many ever remember praying? Oh, no, you're too young. How many ever heard of prayer and uh, reading of the Bible in school? How many read the Bible in school? It's a few of you. You know, they, they, they taught Bible. It was a required course in, in, way back when. I think the last state that uh, had Bible uh, studies or reading was Texas. One of the states right now is trying to put it back in. They would rather have you learn Muslim law, Muslim names, Muslim prayers, than have you speak God's word or bring a Bible. Where are we? Where are we today? You know, we say throughout the world people are rejoicing, Christians are rejoicing. They rejoice in church, but what are they doing outside church? 
you know, the, the, we are so conformed. You know, at one time, we were able to go out and, and minister God's word. Now we're conformed to stay in four walls, and there's others that were in four walls or going outside now and declaring who they are in a different way. And if you say anything, you're knocked down. But if you, but if you try to speak God's word, you're thrown, you know, you're considered a bigot for speaking what God's word is. You know, I'm hoping that, here we go, here we go, my platform. I'm believing that President Trump will, will, will rescind the Johnson Amendment. Because all through American history, until up until 1954, pastors could say, this, this man that you're thinking of, of voting for is a crook. He does this and this, but you, now you can't say that. Quote, unquote, if you use the guy's name, because you are now stepping on, you know. It was the pastors that led the revolution. They took off the robes and had the uniform on. Picked up their musket and went outdoors. And led, led the congregation out to fight. Nowadays they say, let's pick up our guns. Nobody's got a gun. Nobody's going to go out anywhere. I'll tell you, a couple of pastors that, that say, I wish I'd stay here. <laughs> say, they say, say, Everybody in the church should have a weapon. Why well, you can't have that? Kids might get hold. No, there's ways that you teach your children. Okay, vex. Here we go, vex. Are we vexed? Aggravated, peeved, nipped, hacked off, hot under the collar, fed up, ticked off, <laughs> bent out of shape. How many Americans are vexed? How many Christians are vexed and they don't even know it? Lot said it said Lot was vexed. Okay, let me let me just Reverse that a little bit. Vexed. Vex. You know, the media is vexed about you because you're a Christian and you want to stand up for your... So they, they're totally against you. They'll, they'll throw everything at you. They'll throw lies at you. No. We're vexed because we don't stand up for the for things of God. I don't know where we're getting all this. It's, we have been, we've been set free. We should be set free. Oh, boy. Jesus set us free so we would not be back and get into it. But 
until, until we know what the Word of God says, we're just going to be, we are going to be deceived into believing what the newspapers say, the left wing says. Oh, boy. Wow. We were, we began it in, in Luke chapter 24. Let's go to verse uh, Luke 24. Let's go to verse 25. This is, a, this is a, about the, the walk to Emmanuel. Um, let's go to verse 13. And behold, two, two of them went that same day to the village called Emmanuel, which was from Jerusalem, about three score furlongs. And they walked together, and they talked together, of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they were communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were beholden, holden, that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communication are these that ye have one to another as ye walk and are sad? Okay. What do you think Jesus spoke to these men? That's going to that's be your homework <laughs> for the next couple of days. What do you think Jesus said to these two men that were sad, that, uh, that Jesus had died? Uh, apparently they hadn't heard about the resurrection yet. But he says, it goes on, Jesus expounded to them scriptures concerning him. Talked about, and if we'll go to chapter 22 of the book of Psalms, I think the Lord would have spoke to them, at least this one some, because it, it carries quite a bit of uh, what took place. And this psalm is written by David, which was hundreds of years before the Lord came, came on the scene. Look what... David writes, My God, my God, why, how, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? David writes this. Amen? Turn with me to the book of Matthew. And I think what, this is what they would have heard from Jesus saying. This is what, in chapter 27... That's Matthew chapter 27, and we will look at verse 46. And about the ninth hour, this is about Jesus' death on the cross, and about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, ye, lama, sabachthani. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? David writes that. 
David's being prophetic. Wow. I imagine Jesus would kept on saying things. Going back to chapter 22 of, of Psalms. Look at verse, uh, let's look at verses um, 7. All who see, all that see me laugh to me to scorn. They shoot out the lip. They shake their heads saying, He trusted in the Lord that, they, that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighteth in him. Wow. What is David going through? Well, I think he's saying things. Back to Matthew tw chapter 27. Looking at verse 41. Likewise also the chief priests mocking him with the scribes and elders said. He saved others himself. He cannot save if he be king of Israel. Let him now come down from the cross and we will believe in him. Verse 43. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now if he will have him. For he said, I am the son of God. There's that, there's that thing. He trusted in God. Why is he calling out now? Again, this is, this is prophetic, what David is speaking about. And I think this is what Jesus said. You re this is what I said on the cross. This is what took place. David spoke of me. And of course, we, we, we could look at some of the other scriptures, but um, Psalms 22 tells quite a bit about what took place. Um, Psalms 22, looking at verse 12. Many bulls have compassed me, strong bulls of Bastion, they have beset me uh, from the Amplified. Many foes like the bulls have surrounded me. Strong bulls of Bastion have hedged me in. Okay, going back to uh, Matthew chapter 27. Look at verse 20, uh, Matthew 27. Oh boy. Verse 27. Then the soldiers and governors took Jesus into a common hall and, hall and gathered him unto the whole band of their soldiers and they stripped him and put on him a scarlet uh, robe. And when they had plaited a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand and they bowed the knee before him and mocked him saying, Hail, King of the Jews. Okay, say, so, um, strong bulls, it said, encircled him in verse 12 or compassed me. That, that means encircled. Uh, it also means in the Jewish la language, uh, to encircle means to crown someone. So what are you saying? David says they're crowning, and, and Jesus and proves that they were crowning him with the, the thorns. Opening, opening up the, the two disciples that walk with him what took place, and why these things took place, that prophecy would be fulfilled. This is the resurrection. This is, this is the things that led up to the resurrection. To prove that what he said is true. This is David writing hundreds of years before Jesus came on the scene in this, in this aspect. Um, verse 15, chapter 22, 15. My strength is dried up like posturedd, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws. Thou hast brought me unto the dust of death. Let me read from uh, the Amplified. My strength is dried up like a fragment of clay pottery with thirst. 
My tongue cleaves to my jaws, and you have brought me to the uh, brought me to, into the dust of death. Well, here we go. Where did that come out at? Uh, let's go to the book of uh, John, cha John chapter 19 this time. In John chapter 19. Look at verse 28. John chapter 19, verse 28. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were accomplished, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. He had to say this. I thirst. I thirst. And that was in verse 15 back there. I thirst. Wow. Going back to 20, uh, chapter 22. Uh, chapter 22 of Psalms. Verse 18. They parted my garments among them and cast lots for my vesture. Going back to John, now 19. John 19, verse 23. And the, and the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made, made four parts to every soldier a part, and also his coat. Now the coat was without seam, woven from top throughout. They said, therefore, among themselves, let us not rent it, but let us cast lots for them, whose it shall be, and the scripture, that the scripture might be fulfilled, which saith, they pardon my raiment, among them for my vesture, they did, not cast, they did cast lots. These things, therefore, the, the soldiers did. It's according to Scripture. Everything was according to Scripture. The, the disciples, the two that were walking on the road to Emmaus, got a preview, well, not a preview, but an exclamation of exactly what was taking place at the, at the time that Jesus was doing it, but it was all prophesied of him. And he said, the scripture is saying these things were fulfilled because when Jesus said it, it was already spoken of it. Amen. So there's a lot of things, that, you know, I mean, there's other things that we could have looked at, but wow. Amen. Think about that. Jesus Christ's resurrection from the dead was God's proclamation that the sin debt had been paid in full. Amen. Amen. And the redeemed said, Amen. And we are a bunch of rocks out there. You know, maybe it should be like Elijah. James and John said, let fire fall down. <laughs> and God said, Jesus said, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Elijah said, let, if I be a prophet, let fire come down. I want you to be like Elijah. No, pardon me, Jeremiah. I want you to have some fire in your bones. <laughs> and, the, and the people said... 
boy. <laughs> Don't put this one out on, uh, out, out there because they're going to say, where is everybody? They asleep? Should have had 100% with a strong amen. amen. You know, if we, were, if we were in the military, and you were to say something, you weren't going to go, yes, sir. They'd get in your face. And they shout out, what do you mean? Yeah. Come on, let's get out there and do something. Are you? <laughs> oh, I think we've got to take him back to the basics, John. <laughs> What's more, the resurrection is our assurance that every promise from God can be trusted and rely upon. Every promise God said, hoorah, glory to God, let's go and get it. Get the thing done. Amen. I'm just a little stone. You know what the word of God says? That you are lively stones. And God said you should, if, this, if you don't say it, the rock's going to cry out. Come on, be a lively stone this morning. What do the children's church do? Do they get excited? Why? We need a we need a fire or something going on. You know what's wrong with you? The, you got a wet blanket over you. Your fire has gone out. Let's get. A wet blanket? Oh. We'll get you excited. Come on up here, Christine. Going back to it again. When you stood before your drill sergeant in the service, and they were training you to be a good warrior, and he stood in front of you, and he asked you a question, it wasn't, it was strong when he said it. And he expected you to say the same thing, not, He said, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear. I mean, pretty soon you had to yell out exactly what you were supposed to say. If you said, yes, sir. I can't hear you. What? Yes, sir. I can't. And until you got where he wanted you to be, 
you would stand there being dressed down. Some of us need to be dressed down. Find out who you are. Don't listen to the enemy any longer. We've been listening to the enemy. That's what, this is what's, I hate put it this way, this is why President Trump got in to bring this nation back to its place. And it's not going to be by namby-pamby decisions. You've got to stand up tall. We've been in, we are in the army of God. We are not namby-pamby people. I can't hear you. Amen. Okay, well. Things things are gonna change. It's got to change. And you're the only, only person that's going to make a change. You yourself have to change. I have to change. We can't have these granny goose episodes any longer. We're not living in fairytale land. Okay. Um, got the communion uh, set up, so if I could have those that were helping me out there come forward, and we'll take forth. And the 11th, 11th chapter, 1 Corinthians, uh, Paul speaks, this is, for I have, in verse 23, for I have received from the Lord that which I was delivered unto you, that the Lord, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, break it, and said... Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken unto you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he also took the cup. And when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament, glory to God. In my blood, do this as often as ye. Drink it in remembrance of me. Oh, glory to God. It's time. Amen. Receive it. Before, when you come up here, receive the emblems. If there be anything in, in your life, clean it out. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Amen. Repent of it and receive the communion because Amen. this is something that the Lord said if we will do it, Remember what he did and what the emblems speak to us about. The blood, it never loses its power. It's cleansing blood. Remove anything that's in your life. The body, bruised, broken. Receive your healing. Not, not only physically, but mentally. It says for the mind also. Glory to God. So if you'll Put that on, we'll come forward and receive our envelopes. Thank you.
about the Lord How he saved me How he raised me How he filled me With the Holy Ghost He healed me To the uttermost When I think about the Lord How he picked me up And turned me around He placed my feet On solid For the Jews at Passover. All that was accomplished at the cross. Jesus said it was finished. The stripes, the bruises on his body representing. the hurt, the harm. The afflictions they were upon his body. That were caused by us. We ask now, Lord, Father God, in remembrance of Jesus, what he suffered in his body to set us free, set our bodies free. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. A new covenant. That we hold in our hands. The blood that washes away all sin. Permitting us to come before the Father. be adopted into his family an inheritance that will last forever thank you Lord Jesus for washing away our sins through your blood we thank you Father for
like the song we were hearing. This should turn us around. What a savior we have. He didn't want to leave anyone behind. He didn't. Say not you. But he wanted us all to be part of the family of God. For all eternity. We need to do what he called us to do. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Know that the anointing is upon each and every one of us as we go forth. That the devil's a liar. He's under our feet. The words you speak can change a person's life or their destiny. Set them free from any bondage that they may have. It's up to us to do it. Time is short. Like I said, Wednesday night, there's two things you won't do in heaven. You won't sin, and you'll never witness again. So we could put away sin because it's no longer has dominion over us. We can push it aside, but we still need to witness. We haven't left yet. And the only thing that you're going to take with you to heaven is someone Houses. So go out there and Amen. share the good news of God. Water, plant water, and you may even get to reap. So let's all stand. Father, we are praising you. We just give you thanks for commemorating, Father God, what Jesus did on the cross. But Father, even greater than what he did on the cross, Father God, he was resurrected from the dead, which gives us hope, Father God, to accomplish, Father God, that what you requested of each and every one of us, Father God. May we draw upon you, Father God, to do greater works. Now, as we go our separate ways, Father God, thank you, Lord, that we are blessed coming in as we are blessed coming as we are blessed going out, we, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, that we are your children, Father God, and we can share the good news. In Jesus' name, amen.